to roll <laughs> this is the november podcast yeah the fourth edition of the eco louder podcast i know i can't believe it <laughs> it's getting yeah it's flying. getting regular it's getting regular and they're yeah. flying by yeah they yeah. are Weird. yeah it's good this month is a big month isn't it this month is big it's massive because we turn one year old i honestly i can't believe it one entire year in some ways it's felt like a decade <laughs> yeah. yeah in other ways it's gone yeah so quickly so quickly but yeah it's been lots of reflecting hasn't it looking back because yeah uh, in the lead up to obviously being open we had to go through everything with with the shop and yeah i felt that. like i was permanently disgusting because i was breastfeeding which <laughs> is just like it's a very nice experience but you also feel completely just minging the whole time yeah. and painting and decorating yeah i just i was like the, the whole time i still i think i've got this jumper is carrying paints speckles from a year <laughs> ago still so yeah we do have yeah. a lot of like paint covered clothes yeah <laughs> so yeah just thinking back all those yeah. hours and help that we got to get the shop ready the, but yeah that's why it's a big month because yeah. we turn one we so. turn one and because we turned one, we have the amazing Claire coming to join us today on this podcast. Yep. Um, Claire has been with us since the very start. Since the very beginning. She's yeah. seen it all. She's seen the highs, the lows, the tears. And she's been involved. <laughs> she's been involved in so much. Yeah. Um, but we'll chat with Claire yeah. in a little bit. So she at the beginning, she um, helped us in the shop lots because she just moved here from France. Um, and she helped in the shop for the first three months or so. Mm. But ever since she's like been employed full time, she's continued to do a massive piece of work for us on data. And that's your thing and your, you and Claire. And you guys will be talking about that later. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the topic for today's podcast. And um, yeah, from the very start, we wanted to clearly measure the impact of the shop. Um, and there's many ways of doing that, but um, because we have the systems we have, we can collect all the information that we need to really measure the impact. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it can be quite confusing to understand, um, you know, how much uh, wastage there is with your grocery shopping. And what we're going to talk about later today is how we go about breaking that down, how we go about recording it. Yep. So we can highlight what an impact we've had in a year, which we've now got a nice year to, yeah. to shout about what we've done. So, so yeah, that's really exciting. I um, know. And it's, it's, it can be used for so much more in terms of, um, yeah, really highlighting what we do. But Claire mm. also still runs our whole volunteer team. She um, does. So not only does she hold yeah. down a full-time job, but she also helps us still pretty much daily with running our team of volunteers. So yeah she's an absolute superstar of she's the eco a superstar yeah. so we'll be talking to claire and also um i guess like maybe this podcast is a good time to reflect on how many workshops and beach cleans and like other things that we've done really in addition to the just being a shop um you know we've got last month we had so many events i think it was our busiest month of events so i can maybe talk a little bit about that and obviously what's to come as well yeah 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah we've got a nice rhythm calendar of events that we'll use i know we're getting into every it every year now yeah yeah um, so yeah it's great yeah so it's good right let's crack on with the podcast then that's an intro segment is about what we have been up to <laughs> for nice november step. okay <laughs> yeah so looking inward what have we been doing for the last month or so for the last month or so i feel like we have focused a lot on our own health and well-being um you know we've been seeing lots of ashley glenn explore more mum yeah, yeah. So we've, it's been so good <laughs> we've actually yeah. invested 
in ourselves doing some personal training sessions mm -hmm. and yeah it feels brilliant doesn't it it does feel really really good it makes a huge difference and it's funny because she gets us to train all these different parts of our bodies and we're both super strong in the arms which is from lifting a lot of popcorn and oats and beans and pulses as well as a baby yeah <laughs> um but then like just weaker everywhere else but it's because we we do so much lifting with our arms it's like um it's just a different type of yeah fitness and exercise and it's so good for your body to keep changing that up yeah um, and i've really enjoyed it like because my yoga practice has changed yeah you know like i'm kind of from the sessions tighter in different areas and i'm yeah i'm kind of yeah having like some more challenges, I would say, with some of the yoga postures. But that's also really nice to feel that. Mm. Like, especially coming from somebody like me, who's like hypermobile. So yeah. actually having a bit of a challenge and resistance. Yeah. But yeah. I think just with all that we've got going on, the reason we went for it was just for some structure and yeah. some uh, ownership of uh, somebody leading us. Yeah. Um, which we kind of got away from. And it can be easy to get away from that and yeah. um, not make the time. So we've purposely made the time and yeah yeah it's been it's been brilliant it's Ashley's, been huge Ashley's amazing and yeah we're going to carry on with it yeah um for sure but yeah body feels good body feels good yeah. and the other thing that we've been doing lots of is um our yoga teacher training so we've got a lovely group of people and they've just finished their um second yep. sort of module block, block yeah and uh, and they've developed from like the those first five minutes of teaching in the first block to now doing like a full half an hour, and they're doing really really well. And I always get like so close to them all, and I'm so proud of them all and everything that they're going through. Yeah, so they're on one more one more stage to finishing their 200 hour teacher training. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been we're always completely immersed in that when we run these. Yeah. when we run these teacher trainings. And so. it's the first one that we're doing here actually, like in the eco larder and that's been really lovely as well. And um what like you know from the events one of the trainees is actually leading the an event later this month on like how to crochet your own little makeup round so it's like all coming together and blending in which i'm loving yeah no it's been it's been yeah. really good hasn't it yeah as you say first one here um so yeah we're we're busy with that i've got another week of it coming up in uh end in, of the month at the end of the month yeah yeah so and yeah, then they'll graduate yeah. with a big party so a lot of parties at the end of the month because we've got the first birthday party on the 23rd yeah and then a week later it's their party it's like party central yeah and then yeah. it'll be december before you know it yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway those are things that we're doing at the moment it's right us. yeah we've been other than other than that we've been pretty pretty quiet mm. yeah trying to <laughs> nice yeah trying to chill out a bit yeah but yeah so that's our diaries this month Okay, so we're into um, shop updates, shop and we've had we we've been joined by little Jasmina. Hello, a little monster. Uh -oh. oh, oh dear. Okay, maybe we get the little monster to go. <laughs> um, Are you gonna come sit here next to Daddy? You go to Daddy. You go to Daddy. Far too interested in microphones. Come get yeah. this. Bit of a camera. <laughs> We need to talk about the event. Okay. Bye. Bye, bye. Jasmina. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Say dah dah. Dah dah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> that was that. Still rolling. <laughs> okay, we're still rolling. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Baby chaos. So, um, yeah, where have we been? Uh, so we're in, yeah, oh. what are we covering here? We covered what's happened with the shop and events. Events and updates and shop products and stuff like that. So, yeah. um... Where should we start? Should we start with... Glitter? The... Glitter? Glitter, yeah. Well, 
This is one new product we've had. Yeah, very excited so about you, the glitter. I'm going to talk about, obviously, glitter versus this glitter. Yes. So this is biodegradable glitter, and it biodegrades in a normal environment within four weeks. Yeah. And you have, like, a little bit of aloe vera gel that you can put on, and then it sticks on. Um, all in, like, little glass jars and things like that. So, uh, I guess know. we've, um, yeah, we've even as early as this started to prep for Christmas and yeah. lots of little um, things coming back in. And yeah. this is our second Christmas, but last Christmas we were, weren't as organized. So No, we ran out of everything we after ran like out of everything, day. yeah, pretty soon <laughs> after opening. <laughs> and we weren't into any kind of rhythm and figuring out how things work. So yeah. this year we're a bit more on top of things. Yeah. Um, so we've had some nice, nice new products coming in for Christmas, which you can kind else? of get a feel for all online as well. Um, glitter being one of the ones. Glitter. We've had. I've been really excited. We've had some really nice um, new products for men. Oh yeah. Into the toiletries. Uh, so we've had a hair hair wax and a beard wax, all hundred percent natural, mm-hmm. all completely plastic free. Um, so they've been they've been really popular so far. I've had good feedback on that. Yeah. Um, it's a nice addition to the men's toiletry range. Toiletry range. What else have we What else have we brought in? I'm We've trying. had a huge amount more teas. Oh yeah, lots more yeah. teas. Christmas loose, tea. Our loose leaf tea aisle has been super popular. Oh, do you know what else we got? We got an, a bunch of herbs because we had that lovely herb um, event just a few days ago. Yes. So like people were making their own little herbal remedies for with a focus on winter, which went down really, really well. It was a like kind of the first time we've done something along those lines. It was like kind of more holistic um, and it was so popular. Um, yes, this yeah. was t- teaching people how natural remedies, natural herb remedies can, yeah, um, yeah can support ailments or illnesses. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll do another one of those. Yeah. Um, and we got a few herb, extra herbs in so that people can make their own remedies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, uh, lots more mm-hmm. coming in for Christmas, as I said. But um, Yeah. Yeah. There is, yeah, lots more in store. So if you haven't been yeah. in so so regularly or haven't been in so recently, definitely come down and or check us out online and you'll see. Yeah. See lots of new stuff appearing. And like the sort of wrapping range as well. We've got these lovely like reused saris and plastic free tape and things like that. And like all these ways to reduce your waste around this time of year, which is like the most wasteful time of year. Yeah. And I guess yeah. a lot more events coming up on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what else did we run in October? Uh, we had the Halloween making costume thing. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was really good fun. We had yeah. two seamstresses. Yeah. And they just, um, everybody got lovely Halloween costumes using things that had lying around at home anyways. You know, there's the supermarkets are filled with these horrible, like, synthetic um, costumes. So it was really nice for people to, like, get crafty and make their own thing. And we had lovely Dorothy Orr talking of crafty things um, coming in earlier in the month um, and ran another workshop for us on how to make your own beeswax wraps. Yeah, so our craft club. Our craft club. Which is getting really well attended. It is very well attended. It sells out very, very quickly. Um, It's just the donation event by donation and people learn how to make them and take one away. And if they make some extra, they'll go into the shop. Yeah, and they're super regular. Yeah. So again, if you've not had or heard of them or fancied doing it, there's plenty more chances to do that craft club. Yeah. So just look out for the next one and, and sign yeah. yourself up. And we started the month as well with an event on uh, plankton. Oh, we did. We had the plankton event. So we had a lovely photographic display um, uh, by the Clean Water Wave organization. And they talked to us all about the importance of plankton and gave some some great talks on that and information and something will hopefully run again as well. It was, I was like amazed by how beautiful plankton is mm. from seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, how they're, well, everything in the sea is affected by the volume of plastic waste. It's yeah. still, still, um, yeah, on the increase. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really nice, really nice bunch of events that we've run. And the beach clean. We always do the beach clean. That's always yeah. always there. Staple. That's monthly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And then I guess this month coming up, 
The biggest thing is our birthday party. And there'll be the big data reveal with uh, with with Claire, maybe without Claire. I'm not sure um, if she well, was Claire able to is, make Claire it. Claire is working on it. She's uh, working on it. Whether she will be there, not sure yet. But yeah, yeah. Um, a, a big um, report coming out as part of us as social enterprise reporting on the impact of our first year. Yeah. But also celebrating one year of opening. Um, yeah, where, where we've got to with our results. Yeah. yeah. And we're hoping, we're still trying to get it organized, but we're hoping to have like how to make your own cleaning products going on this month. Um, and obviously we've got our beach clean, our craft club, all of those things as normal. Um, but the best thing is just to look out on all the places we post events, which is Facebook, Eventbrite, and our website. So they're in, and on Instagram. So you'll find them in four places. Um, and we have at least six events going on a month. So, yeah. but birthday yeah. will be on the 20th. Well, our official birthday is the 20th of it's November. It's the 20th of November. But we're going to celebrate on the 23rd. Yeah. Because that ties in um, nicer in the week. Yeah. Um, and it's a chance for us to celebrate anyone who's been involved from volunteer to supplier yeah. to customers and uh, the whole community spirit. So, yeah, please um, get involved, put that date in the diary. And come down and celebrate with us. It's going to be, yeah. I think it's going to be amazing. And just the input and like the conversations that at these types of events are really, really great. Because that's like what sparks creativity and like the development of the shop and everything. So mm. I love talking to people about um, the eco larder and kind of what direction you should take and ideas and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And it gives us yeah. a really big boost for, for year two. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's us That's on us. the shop and events. Okay, so uh, a very warm welcome to Claire. Hello, Claire. Hi, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thanks. And you? Very good, yeah. And so I'm super excited about this because um, it's kind of a topic that I've had close to my heart since we've, since we've started the shop. Um, and so we're going to chat to Claire all about uh, the impact of what we're actually doing at the Eco Larder. What impact are we having on, on our community uh, and on a bigger scale than that? So we're looking at um, yeah, everything that we record and the data that we have available to really highlight the, the impact that a zero waste store can have on, on a community. Um, and why we're doing this, uh, because it's our whole vision to obviously reduce um, plastic and packaging waste in society. Um, but we're also accountable as a um, social enterprise to be um, showing the results. Um, and so as far as we know, and uh, we haven't measured this to the, to the extreme, but we think we are the first zero waste shop that's really going into the numbers in this way, uh, into the detail in this way, um, and yeah, highlighting the impact of what one store could have and if that was replicated on bigger and bigger scales how uh, how much the zero waste movement could could impact what we know is kind of grocery shopping grocery retail so that's what we're talking about but firstly we're gonna say a very happy birthday uh, to Claire <laughs> who has recently turned or no I'm not going to ask you what you've turned unless you're happy to tell us 26. 26. Amazing. <laughs> so we've got some cake here. I'm just gonna Thank you so much. And it's a plastic free cake, like it unpackaged. Completely. What can you ask for more? What can you ask? Triple chocolate mm. cake from the lovely guys at Rosemary, which we stock in store. So cheers. Happy birthday, Claire. Very tasty. Mm. I'll have <laughs> one bite. So I'm not spending. The whole talk <laughs> like this. <laughs> mm. So yeah, we was really interested in being involved in this um, data calculation project because um, I've also tried to shop zero waste, uh, but uh, not fully zero waste. And I got a lot of questions uh, from people telling me, "Oh, but are you going to make a difference if you're the only one doing this? And what if?" But I was wondering, what if the rest of like every people of Edinburgh would 
shop start to shop zero waste what difference would it make yeah and also like it was also i was really excited to see what 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 does what what can only one single independent shop achieve um and what if unpackaged food was be, be becoming the the norm uh, so as it used to be in the past was so. it um so i mean you've you've volunteered with us from the very start mm-hmm. um how did, did you kind of find us through the the original kind of crowdfunding campaign? Uh, no, so I, uh, as you can hear from my from my accent, it's easy to guess. Uh, I'm from France, <laughs> um, uh, but I used to live in Switzerland last year, uh, and I was uh, shopping uh, already shopping zero waste. Mm, and then it was yeah a big conversation with my partner should I move to Scotland because he was living there and I wanted to convince him to move to Switzerland and one of the so you know I started to do this uh, list of um, yeah, pros and cons, pros and, cons. <laughs> and in the in the cons it was written there is no plastic free shop and it was important to me so it, yeah. it was like help a way for me to take my decision to make my decision and, but then I came across, like a few weeks later, I was still uh, not able to make a decision. I didn't know what I should do. And then I saw that you were actually opening your shop. Yeah. Uh, so I found you through social so you, media. Yeah, you found this at the very start of the because journey. Because I was looking for... Because you were for, looking for an option. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and the shop hadn't opened. So I actually, so, um, I actually arrived... Um, the day before you opened the shop or something like this, I remember coming to the first uh, ever beach clean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I was a perfect timing and it helped me uh, make my decision. That's how I ended I up to, here. I'm trying to remember exactly as, as I knew you from the very start, but that's, yeah. That's yeah, and then I was um, looking for a new job. So I had a lot of spare time and I decided to, use my time to do something good for the community and it was also very good for me to so it really helped me to feel integrated in the community um so to have a chance to talk to people like every so it was a really nice experience uh, volunteering here because it's not as volunteering in a random shop like here people are way more relaxed they are here to ask questions and i was happy to share um yeah my zero waste journey with them so it was nice. but even though you're now um in and holding full-time work you're still working or helping us run our whole team of volunteers our entire data project and generally just a yeah. huge supporter of us so yeah an absolute yeah. star <laughs> <laughs> um anyway let's get on to um, yeah. yeah, the entire the entire project. So, yeah, maybe if you can explain for listeners, like how as a as a zero waste supermarket, like how do we go about the whole the whole thing of measuring impact? So yeah, so we started with a simple idea. Uh, it was to compare uh, how much waste we can avoid uh, compared uh, compared to a like normal supermarket such as Tesco or Sainsbury's. Mm-hmm. So it's important to highlight that we were only focusing on waste. We didn't pay attention to transport or to, for instance, the quality of the products themselves uh, because we could... So this is why, as you were saying before, we think what we have uh, calculated is a low hypothesis. We think the impact on the planet and the communities is much greater because we only focus on waste. So you're trying to find local suppliers. You're also trying to find uh, responsible suppliers yeah. who reduce their... That's a good point. Yeah. Um, obviously, on a bigger kind of climate issue, mm. um, we, as you say, we, we, we try as best as we can and support local produce mm. and local suppliers. Um, but we haven't, with this data, looked at um, kind of how far produce has come from, mm. um, how many supply chains it's been through to get to store. Um, but we could make some pretty easy assumptions that certainly versus a huge uh, supermarket chain, yeah. um, there would also be from a small local independent store yeah. uh, a much bigger impact in a way than what we've exactly. boiled it down to. So which yeah, is here in our first exercise, we only focused on the customer side. Yeah. So like what difference would it make to your own bin at yes, home? Yes. So what we did is that we determined uh, like the materials and the way uh, of the packaging we were actually avoiding for the customers. Uh, so for this, we checked, uh, we 
um, we compared, for instance, for spices or, or pasta, what, what kind of packaging would we, would we have found uh, in a normal supermarket, for instance, for spices? Uh, so we can expect that 90% of, like the majority of the people buying spices would buy it in a small glass jar with yeah. a plastic lid. The plastic lid. Um, same for pasta, although you can always find uh, three kilos pasta bags. We assume that the average uh, British person will buy pasta in a 500 grams bag. So we had to make assumptions, of course, but it's yeah. a first exercise and it's to give first picture and first order mag of magnitude. So we so, asked like how many volunteers went scouting off yeah, to do so this. You guys store <laughs> 200 products or more so it yeah. was a very time consuming task yeah. so i yeah created a collaborative um, excel file uh, which was uh, and then i asked our big volunteer community to help and measure at home what is the way of their packaging because uh, obviously we Every, everyone has no packaging at home, yeah. so yeah. there are things to measure. So yeah, the volunteers uh, were uh, great for this. They so we have yeah about fifty volunteers. Not all of them help uh, regularly in the shop, but it was a good resource to help. They they could even help from their couch. Couch. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice. there so are different ways you can help. Um, so and this was this way was an easy one. And so exactly what you've said. This gave us for every product that we have in shop which has now grown as well. So there's, there's yeah. more impact that we're yeah. having that we will get on top of. But as you say, if we take pasta or olive oil or something really, really simple that you can get the Ecolada plastic free, mm. we then had an idea of what that looked like on average in the supermarkets in terms of the packaging material. So mm. it's not always necessarily plastic, but... Yeah, um, so it was really detailed. Like, yeah. uh, for instance, I'm... Uh, I was talking about the spices, so we really uh, wrote down uh, the way the plastic lid and the way of the glass jar. Yeah. So it, it's quite quite detailed approach, but uh, again, also based on assumptions, we couldn't um, weigh the 200 products. So for some of them, uh, we just had to assume. Uh, but yeah, it's again to give a first picture. Yeah. And you also store lifestyle products such as menstrual cups or razors yeah. um, and for those uh, so we were not focusing on the packaging but we were focusing on the the disposable option like um, to this uh, reusable alternative yeah um, so again so for that it was actually quite tricky right to yeah. to calculate over a lifetime of that product how yeah. many um, how many savings in terms of disposable options yeah. so for this yeah, i had to google uh how how often should a razor be used so i found out the a disposable one should be used only six times and then thrown away so yeah. i had to make a couple of assumptions yeah. everywhere but, but all yeah. that we were really happy with and definitely were conservative if anything yeah in terms of yeah, to getting be, to a number to be on the safe side to be on the safe side uh, we yeah. always decided yeah. to be conservative to know that our figures are like the minimum and we know we can achieve even more yeah um so yeah it's a all um yeah it's a, the, the i can give you the first results uh that we uh, came up with uh but again yeah it doesn't include the whole supplier, uh, the whole supply chain. No. So the plastic we can avoid uh, we, because in a supermarket you you see the, for instance, the pasta bags. You can see the plastic bag for your pasta, but we can imagine that they come uh, all together, uh, but wrapped in a lot of uh, plastic. Yeah, I mean oil. they'll they'll come on pallets, um, yeah. or they'll you know they'll they'll be sent in even bigger quantities and then broken up into the smaller quantities that you then buy it in. So the original shipping of the bigger quantity, I mean, there's, there's countless uh, further steps down the supply chain. And also uh, the fact when you buy zero waste, you can actually only buy what you need. So in supermarkets, it's known that there is a lot of food waste, uh, whereas in your shop, it's easier to control this. Um, yeah, I mean, food waste far outweighs um, anything else from a household point of view. Mm. Um, I think the figure... I've got in my head it's um per one household is a ton of tonnage of waste and, on a year and one third of all the food produce produced on earth uh, is, is wasted, wasted uh, yeah. so for not only 
because of households, but also through like from the from yeah. the field to the house, and one yeah. third of all the food we produce is wasted. wasted. Yeah, so, so you can crazy. assume that that works out on a kind of household waste as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so the the first results are actually quite impressive. Um, so we calculated that after only seven months of uh, since the opening of the shop, yeah. Uh, more than 50,000 pieces of packaging were avoided, like 50,000. 50,000? 50,630 to be even more correct, okay. but it's, it's quite quite, yeah. quite huge. Um, and then, so it, it would, this, this would correspond to uh, one, uh, one ton, 1.4, yeah, almost 1.5 ton of waste. Uh -huh. um, and among this, like more than half uh, is plastic, uh, then we can avoid quite a lot of uh, glass uh, thanks to your, the oils and vinegars that you're selling. Yeah, so, so we've been really safe, again, assuming that for some products, you are more, much more likely to get that in glass than you are in plastic. Mm -hmm. So we so definitely assume that as well. Um, for, for oil, for instance. For oil, for yeah. example, yeah, yeah. So 1.5 ton of waste. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I wanted to um, express this as a CO2 because we are, yeah, we're trying to have a, an impact uh, mm -hmm. and try to fight against climate change. Yeah. And of course, um, food and pack waste uh, contributes uh, to global warming. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting to know, okay, this 1.5 ton of waste how much how much co2 can we mm -hmm. how much carbon dioxide can we th does it represent yeah uh, so to calculate this we used uh, emission factors uh, published by uh, recognized uh, sources um, renowned sources uh, and these emission factors are expressed as kilogram of co2 per kilogram of waste but uh, of, of a packaging. specific of, of a specific material, so yeah. meaning that we will have a different emission factor for plastic uh, than for, for instance, the, the emission factor for plastic is much higher uh, than the one for glass. Um, yeah, so, so it's much more impactful to produce a piece of plastic than it is to produce yeah. a piece of glass. And also, uh, we are. Uh, what is important to know is that glass can be recycled. Uh, in, infinitely, uh, but this this is only valid for transparent glass. Uh, for instance, green glass uh, can't be recycled forever, mm -hmm. uh, while plastic can only be recycled uh, uh, from one to six times. So it's we even though you sort you sort waste, it's 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 not a sustainable solution. Mm -hmm. So we used all of these emission factors um, for the different types of materials that we had, uh, and we came out with about three tons of CO2 uh, avoided. Uh, so three tons of CO2, how big is that? Uh, so it's actually equivalent to a car driving 15,000 miles or one full year of uh, the energy consumption of a typical UK household. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Just yeah. and so this is only what one single independent shop can achieve. Can so achieve. imagine if yeah, if it was becoming the norm. Yeah. Um, and I've also uh, came up with interesting figures. So um, uh, answering my question at the beginning, what if everybody in Edinburgh uh, would do this? So I decided to focus only on soap bars. Uh, so because I think it's a very, very easy swap. So just stop so buying talking, liquid. Uh, shampoo bars or soap? Only soap, soap. because I okay. know shampoo bars can be, you know, some people some don't people feel comfortable like, yeah. and yeah. you can't be like, so, so, soap is what our grandparents used to do. It's not yeah. a big deal to, to do this swap. Yeah. So if you just uh, stop buying liquid uh, soap, uh, which obviously comes in a, in a bottle, a plastic yeah. bottle, yeah. but instead by uh, soap bars, so you will not only save money, yeah. uh, it's also easier to travel with, yeah. uh, but if everybody in Edinburgh would do this, we would avoid 300 tons of plastic every year. 300 tons? Yeah. Wow. 
just just by on you know soap. just just by soap and, i mean presumably that is that either refilling or a bar i mean does refill uh, no, dilute that a bit refilling is the first step but it would be even better even better soap, because the, when you refill it it comes in a plastic jar like a, a big the first container. one that you yeah. buy oh you mean the, like the, the bring meters, it into yeah. so when we bring it into store you mean the one you have in store yes is, comes in so five that has liters. some yeah, yeah this so is, this is still a production of the yeah. of how we bring it in, in and big also we, if you think about the transport related emissions yeah uh, so liquid so basically you transport water while water just comes down your sink so yeah. you you use energy and fuel petrol just to transport water yeah uh, because what you have in your liquid soap is just the yeah diluted with water mm-hmm. uh, so yeah mm-hmm. so just That's scary there, isn't so, it yeah some people might think that uh yeah shopping zero waste is very complicated uh more time consuming uh but actually there are like, you don't have so it would be better for the planet that thousands uh, and millions of people just start um making easy swaps and start buying zero waste from time to time for the easy things than just a handful of people buying zero waste every single day. So yeah. that's what you you have to keep in mind. And I mean that's yeah. so. I mean it's so pleased. So this was seven first seven months of us opening. Yeah. And we're approaching twelve. Um, we have certainly stocked more products since we did this first exercise. Um, so yeah. there's um, something that we're gearing up towards is 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 obviously reporting on our first year impact as well, but it's safe to assume, obviously we're gonna be, um, you know, if not close to uh, doubling what you've, what yeah. you've said there, but 50,000 so, yeah. 50, individual items of packaging yeah. that we've stopped going out of, a, out of a door of a shop. I mean, it's just uh, insane um, to how, you know, how really simple that is. Yeah, and you, it was very uh, powerful to have these figures because it's a good answer to give to those who think, oh, that's only a hummingbird share. Yeah. Uh, but it really has a, a snowball effect as well. You can, like, I had a lot of friends and family members uh, being inspired mm. by the products I was asking and buying, yeah. and they started to change their habits as well. So there's a huge snowball effect. We can even see that uh, traditional supermarkets such as uh, Tesco, uh, Morrison's and Sainsbury's are now proposing uh, plastic-free products. Mm. So it like it comes uh, like you, we are kind of voting with our money and we can, uh, there is a movement growing yeah. and there, I read somewhere, like I was really pleased to read this. There is a website called uh, zerowastenearme.co.uk mm-hmm. uh, which uh, lists on a map um, all the zero waste shops in the UK so yeah. that you can find the closest to your to your home. Yeah, And they said that, um, uh, I, I read recently that the one zero waste shop was opening every single week in the UK because the movement is growing so fast. Mm-hmm. So that's so yeah, we, we should keep in mind that even small actions can can make a, a big uh, yeah. difference. And yeah, yeah I mean you t- you're touching on so many things there. And um, I mean, so the, obviously what we what we see and hear from customers as well is just how eye opening the exercise is mm-hmm. as a shopper. So once you start to get into the rhythm of doing it, the the very the very next time that you are um, you know you, you're confronted with packaging, mm. you, you kind of see it in a completely different light, mm. um, and I think that's that's inspiring change that we're making, and you know we're in this position we've been conditioned to be in this position, yeah. and we're being um, you know. The way that supermarkets operate, the way that we've always shopped over the last generation, is it's just being it's just been the way we've had accepted. Yeah. Um, and we are yeah really in a consumption society, and ninety nine percent of the resources that are extracted from our soils, uh, so ninety nine percent of those resources mm. are uh, beca- become waste in less than forty two days. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy. We 
dispose of everything. Everything yeah. is single use. So we have to re rethink the way we we consume, yeah. and we also have. To, so even if, in terms of climate change and global warming, this won't have the biggest impact. For instance, uh, stop using your car or eating less meat will have a much bigger impact uh, in terms of global warming. Yeah. But here we're also talking about um, biodiversity, uh, which are really impacted by our uh, waste. And um, plastic, like we will run out of oil at one point. So there will be no plastic because plastic is made of oil. Yeah. So we, we better try to find alternative uh, consumption models and alternative ways of shopping, alternative materials. So we, in this way, we get ready for, for our future. For the inevitable, <laughs> yeah, for the inevitable. But even with, um, you know, climate change as the, you know, as a, what, what has the biggest impact? You're starting on even just one product. So you mentioned soap, you could easily match that with shampoo. Um, you're starting to talk in terms of, 300 tons a year on a product yeah. from just one city, one, one city of Edinburgh. Yeah. If somebody was, was able to make that change today, how much of an impact it would have in a year. Yeah. And that's just on a single, single product, um, which is so easy to, you know, we're showing how it can be done, yeah. even if it is refill, which is ultimately better. Um, but taking it to a, um, sorry, a bar is ultimately yeah. better. Even if it was just swapping out to refill, uh, your container, uh, the impact would be would be ginormous on a city, yeah. um, and so it's really encouraging that we in the corner of Edinburgh that we're in, serving the community that we're serving, are really just showing what is possible, yeah. and a kind of proof, a case study, if you like, um, and this data that this is my hope for it, and I know you share that hope as well. Is we we start to have. Um, really credible data that can hopefully lead to bigger and better things in mm. um, in society and with with other options for zero waste shopping yeah so. and yeah I, I would also like to say that not only is it uh, better for the planet but it's also better for your for your health uh, because like plastic uh, contains endocrine disruptors which are uh, known to be or um, potentially dangerous for our health. Mm -hmm. So um, if you avoid plastic, uh, I mean, there are only good reasons to to reduce your plastic consumption. And we can we can even talk about plastic addiction, actually. So yeah. it's only good reasons to, to stop. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, we just want to keep taking this data further. I mean, we've had ideas to break it down. So like, Every time you come in store, what your average basket saves, mm -hmm. um, so you can relate to it a little bit more as you shop mm -hmm. and start to display it in terms of on, on each of the hoppers or on each of the machines, like every time you fill up your milk or every time you regenerate your peanut butter. Like, so it's, it's kind of easy for you to, to see it as you shop mm -hmm. and kind of mm -hmm. count up your, your savings um, because it's just training, isn't it? It's just educating and showing uh, the impact you have like on a small shop yeah. every day uh, or every week or every month, however often you shop, yeah. but how that's building and building and building and building. It makes me think about uh, at Waverly uh, train station, mm. uh, they have installed um, a water fountain so that you can refill uh, your bottle. Yeah. And when you fill it, uh, there there is um, a count, like you can see the total uh, number of plastic bottles um, avoided mm -hmm. from being from going to landfill. Yeah. landfill. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this kind of uh, figures empowers you to to do your best and do your bit for the planet. And I guess you like you should feel and should see as well, like in taking it home, the amount of recycling that you generate, uh, mm -hmm. which we've talked about, is not an efficient process in the uk for sure mm. and even if you are recycling plastic and it is technically recyclable and we're not going to even talk about where it's potentially shipped to yeah. and disposed of but even in its truest form of recycling there's only one to six times um regeneration of that plastic before it's ultimately single use mm. um yeah. so recycling is although can be improved 
dramatically. And it's also, yeah, energy and resource uh, consuming. Yeah. So the, On a yeah, city scale, again, the amount of energy that goes into the, the recycling uh, system in Edinburgh is, is ginormous. And whether there's, and there's, there's improvements to be made there for sure, but mm. long term, it's not, it's not the answer. Yeah. Yeah, the best waste is the one that you haven't produced. Yeah, for sure, yeah. will always be the best option. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 you know I guess from both of us, it's um, just getting it down and recording it is the start. Mm. And I know we're we're super chuffed with what we've managed to prove already. And if in any way, shape, or form it it helps us um, make this a bigger project. And what we're doing from one shop, um, ultimately, that's where we want to be. We want to be in a society where we're, we've nailed this problem. And mm -hmm. for the generations to come, we look back on this era or this period of time that was the time we were sorting it out. Um, so the quicker that happens, the better. The more pressure we can put on supermarkets, the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really pleased. And we're gearing up to a year mm -hmm. and a bigger report, I guess, is to come. Mm -hmm. Surprise. On, yeah, a surprise. <laughs> and where we are after a year. Uh, and it's important to say as well, this is from a social impact side of things. This is how we're measuring the store impact. But there's further impact from our beach cleanups. Mm -hmm. um, again, from how many beach cleanups we've done already and how many people that attend and the average kind of uh, pickup of waste that we manage. Um, we're approaching, um, we're approaching somewhere in the region of half a ton of waste that's been uplifted off the beaches um, in the 11 months that we've been running the beach cleanups. Mm. Uh, and so... Yes, we often see, um, so particularly in 20, 2018, there have been, uh, so it's been really up in the news, the plastic pollution uh, problem. Yeah. And we were often seeing uh, pictures or videos from, from Indonesia or like, uh, you know, it is in Asian countries. Mm. Uh, but it's important to bear in mind that uh, the plastic issue is a worldwide issue. And we also have this problem here in, in Scotland, in our Scottish beaches, there are a lot of like you can find plastic everywhere um so. yeah no it's 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 definitely on our doorstep as well there's no getting away from it um and yeah we need to we need to record this because we need to highlight it and we need to show what can be done um so i thank you completely for all the work that you're putting into the project and uh, for sharing the some results for us today thank you claire for coming on Thank you for and the And we look forward to sharing much more as we get further along. Thank you very much. Thank you. November's Q&A with Charlotte Wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Nice to have you again. Nice to be back. All bubbly and sparkly. <laughs> yeah. So we close the podcast mm -hmm. with a couple of questions from, from the audience. Yeah. From wherever it's come from. The powers of whichever channel. So where are we going so with our questions? We have two questions today. The first one is how do you guys go about choosing the suppliers for the shop? Ooh, good question. So... Mm -hmm. There's like a few things, like we look out for ethical suppliers, so they could be a social enterprise, they could be a cooperative, but the most important thing is that they are willing to work with us on reducing waste mm -hmm. as much as possible. So we either need to buy in like huge quantities, we've got a lovely seller <laughs> that holds everything, or... Um, completely packaging free so for instance our coffee beans from the lovely people at santu they're um completely package free because we exchange barrels um same with the milk for example um there's a couple of more yeah like i mean that, yeah. Um, the bread the bread, bread is, is yeah we yeah exchange. bread is local edinburgh bakery um so first yeah steph said it's kind of can we be local can we be um, ethical and can we be packaging free? Um, that's 
big ticks for us. And then when we have to go further afield or more upstream for like wholesaler, um, it's can we buy in big enough bulk um, to offset um, the, the packaging and then provide it packaging free to the customer. So, so that's that. That's yeah. that. The second question is, will you become an EcoBrick depot again in the future? And where can people hand in their EcoBricks for the time being? Yeah, so we closed recently our EcoBrick collection, which has caused all the questions. Um, but we were collecting for the best part of the year. Um, so we have got enough now to do our first build with them. And yeah, we're just going to get heads down and do the build and see where we are with that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be into next year. We'll see um, the next point that we open up again. But in the meantime, uh, there is a now another couple of depots that you can uh, drop off to. Mm -hmm. I think the closest one is... West Lothian? Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. uh, if you're Edinburgh-based um, or Scotland-based, there is other options now yeah. to, to drop off. So if you go on the EcoBricks website um, and try and search for your nearest one available, um, there should be somewhere for you. Um, and yeah, we will see how we get on with our build. Yes. And we're going to have another consultation we had one last month but we'll have another one this month on the building of the bench because we really want it to be a community project so it's not just about dropping off your waste and forgetting all about it we want people to be involved and actively um, participating in reusing the waste created so that's us correct thank you cool <laughs> all right thank you charlotte and that's the end of podcast number four it is Happy days. Happy days. Oh. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> welcome to... Um, it's not a welcome. It's not a welcome. No. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, will we start again? No, I start again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> right, when I start... Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, and hello! Hello guys, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to anyone who has viewed or watched or listened to the podcast so far. Um, we'd really appreciate any feedback, any ideas for topics, ideas for guests, questions you want us to cover. Uh, we want to make this podcast for you, so please either leave us a comment or send us a message. And biggest and most important thing, subscribe hit subscribe down below <laughs> <laughs>